Welcome everybody to a the newest episode of iZombie Radio. I'm uh, Chris King, one of the hosts of the podcast, and uh, I'm here with my co-hosts as well, ready to talk about uh, some iZombie news, get into some season three speculation, and we'll also be starting our uh, rewatch rewatch. I can talk reviews this week uh, with the <laughs> <laughs> with the iZombie pilot. Uh, so we've been away for a little while longer. We all had some kind of, I mean, I know I did. I was moving. I had some personal things going on, so we didn't have a chance to record. I literally just got internet on Friday, so we're, but we're back and we're going to be keeping to a more, uh, you know, specific schedule. So thank you for all of you. Uh, thanks to all of you guys who are still listening to us. And, uh, yeah, I just want to give everyone a chance to introduce themselves again. So Blaze, if you want to. Yo, what's up everybody? Welcome back. (laughs) Um, yeah, I'm excited to talk about this stuff. Awesome. Sean, Katrina, feel free to... What? Sorry. You guys can tell we've been off for a while. (laughs) Yeah, no, it's been been a crazy, crazy summer. I'm really excited for fall because summer always... That end of summer cap always sucks. But, uh, hi everybody, by the way, my name is Katrina. I go by Oh Katrina across the internet. And I am excited talk about what uh, our heroine Liv is going to be uh, up to possibly uh, this coming season. So, yay! Woot, woot. And hello everyone, um, I'm Sean, better known as Snarky Sean across the interwebs. Uh, I'm going to be the most brain dead of the group today because it's been a long, long day for me. <laughs> I see but what I you did there. Best. I see uh-huh. what you did there. Brett uh-huh. brain dead. It's good, man. We're, it was on purpose. It was, I, on I, purpose. I, was it? Was it that? No, I'm just kidding. Um, but okay. yeah, uh, yeah, right. Well, <laughs> yeah. At this point, uh, so actually, we're all a little tired. Um, it's but you know what? We're gonna we're gonna make this a great episode for you guys. Um, but let's we're gonna kick it off here. We got a couple only a, a couple snippets of uh, of some iZombie news to cover. Um, for, uh, the first piece of news, the kind of most interesting one, I think, is that uh, Rob Thomas, uh, you know, creator and executive producer of the show, uh, revealed to Entertainment Weekly that there's going to be a like zombie speakeasy slash club in season three. Uh, so we have this like new group of zombies, obviously, that we met at the end of season two, and now this will be kind of like a, I guess, a place for live and major. Who are obviously both zombies, and you know, uh, to kind of meet uh, and kind of congregate with this with this new group. So uh, I'll turn it over to to you guys. Uh, you know, Blaze, what do you think about about this? It kind of sounds like a, a cool concept, kind of something like you know, again, if anyone had watched True Blood, kind of like Fantasia, where that was a bar for vampires. Now we're getting like a bar for zombies. Yeah, no, I definitely think it's a uh, cool. I'm glad to sort of get a little teaser for just, like, what we're going to see from the, like, zombie side of everything, like, at all. Um, so, I think it's good. I think it's, like, solid to have a, I guess, like, main yeah. setting for them to interact with. But I think it'll be fun, because I think it'll be fun to see all the characters have to go there and interact with the crowd and, like, what are they going to be like, things like that. So, I think it's gonna be cool. I think it's gonna be cool if this is like kind of a a, a mix. I think it's gonna be cool to see the base camp sort of yeah. move 
from from like the lab to this this more communal place. And I also wonder if uh, Ravi will show up in that zombie bar and if he'll be like a little awkward. Like Yeah, right. Like they'll instantly yeah. know. <laughs> like, oh, you are not a zombie, dude. You're, it's also you Ravi. Gotta, like are you hit are you here to like hit on zombies? Like are playing? You know, that kind of thing. <laughs> uh, definitely it's also, it's also Ravi. He's pretty awkward when it comes to just people. <laughs> That aren't the, of the same mindset of it as him. So, that should be fun to see. No, definitely. Just uh, like Katrina was saying, it's it's cool to have, like, a, always when you're going into a new season to introduce a new setting. And I hope we see Ravi there. I hope we see Peyton there. Maybe even Blaine, because maybe, like, Blaine encounters some zombies that, you know, he doesn't remember but that know him. Like, that would be... You know, there's a lot of interesting dynamics now that we kind of have this, like, hub uh, for zombies. Um, so, yeah, it should be should be a real fun kind of place to explore in Season 3. Yeah, I think it'll be cool. Yeah. Um, Shenanigans ensue. Yeah, right? I just, I just want a whole, like, zombie bro-esque episode set at that club. You know, just with, yes. like... With, with <laughs> zombie entourage. Yes, please. Yeah, just it, they can even they can re- redo the theme song like entourages for that episode. They want to do it. Why not? <laughs> Go for it. Um, <laughs> uh, but uh, but yeah, well, we we sort of we spoke about it a little bit in the, the first news item here, but now the second one we have to talk about um, directs uh, it directly connects to him, which is that uh, again Rob Thomas revealed. Uh, uh, that Ravi will somehow be able to um, extend zombie visions uh, this season. He's going to be working on, I guess, like a, a serum for that or some son- some type of medicine for that uh, to, you know, so that Liv or Major could have longer and, I guess, uh, more intense visions. So whether, I guess, you know, Liv is working... Uh, investigation with clive or maybe if they're just using it to find out about these new zombies they've met it'll be interesting to see if he can kind of um if he can one do it and two if robbie's able to do it how that will kind of impact the show because one of the coolest things about the show especially you know like we all we all had watched the pilot again and we're about to, you know we're going to talk about that later is how Liv kind of has to piece together these little bits of information she gets but if she's able to get a longer look, I wonder how that will kind of impact, especially the procedural part of the show. I feel like he's going to stumble upon it accidentally when making a cure. Mm. Because it is, this is, you know, he's not going to go purposely out of his way to make something like that. At least from what I've seen. It's going to be a, hey, um, Major, try this. Oh, so that's what it does. Because he's a man of science. Yeah, yeah, I agree. He's still working on the cure, so it's probably going to be Zombie Cure 3.0, and it's going to fail, obviously. <laughs> no, that's, I actually really like that idea. You're probably right about that, Sean. I just came up with that right now. Boom. There we go. <laughs> Bingo. As ever, if our ideas are stolen, I zombie producers, all you need to do is cast us. 
Yeah, just just give us a little shout out in the credits. You know, we're good. Just acknowledge us. Yeah. <laughs> um, I also wonder if like they're using it if like because she'll be able to theoretically like solve crimes faster. I wonder mm-hmm. if they're using that as a way to like um, deal with the like you said sort of like the procedural part a little quicker so they can tell more of the like expanded zombie story. Yeah, it's possible. My my only worry with it, but I mean, I shouldn't even say worry because I'm not really worried when it comes to the show. Is like, it's it's almost like if that's how you're gonna deal with the procedural, uh, just kind of get or kind of not get rid of it, but then take it out of certain episodes because, um, to me, some of my favorite iZombie episodes have a really good case, you know, where I was like emotionally invested. And I wouldn't want them to like kind of just rush through it for the sake of still having that in the show's DNA. Um, but no, you're right. I mean, it, they could maybe for because I also wonder how long it's going to stay. You know, like is this something that's going to be permanent, or is it just going to be for one episode, or or uh, or what? I mean, that's it's it was kind of a vague quote that Rob Thomas gave, which is understandable. Doesn't want to give everything away, but. Uh, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I'm curious how it will play out because kind of every idea that we're tossing around here is very plausible. Yeah, I like it. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, interesting. I'm just, I'm just happy that we're still getting some like new tidbits even after Comic Con. Mm-hmm. I think is cool. Yeah, things have, uh, things have been really under wraps for this show. I've noticed yeah. like a, a lot of the other comic book superhero shows. We have a lot of knowledge as to what's about to happen but there's a major well, like zombie outbreak about to happen we're kind of like oh, it's still in the dark well that's probably because all the other shows are like they are well into filming and are just about to come back while we don't have a definite return date and they are currently filming or are finishing filming on episode four of season three two oh it's fair I've been following along with all of the Instagram pictures, so which has been awesome, especially the one of Rose watching the pilot. No, I think it was the pilot episode of iZombie in Liv's apartment. Yeah, <laughs> which is just meta within itself, and I it, it's perfect. I, I was, love uh, that one. Yeah. I was a big fan of the one that was the other day that her posting uh, where Rose just took um, Rahul's, like, apple and just, like, she just, like, licked it and then started biting into it and he just, uh-huh. like, cursed off, cursed off at her. And I just, like, it's just so cool to watch, like, you know, just how, like, friendly and goofy these people are on set. Um, I love the chemistry between, like, all of them. Like, I, I love that because, and I'm sure you guys have even seen it now at, um, at press junkets, they they always kid around with each other. They're always mm-hmm. joking around with each other. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. I mean, David Anders came in when uh, Rob Thomas was at my table, and I think it, not Rob Thomas. That was Rose who came to Rob Thomas during that. I think he came up to one of the other people and was like, said something, and then just left. And Rose came over when Rob Thomas was talking, and she's like, "No trade secrets." I just walked off. Like, <laughs> mid-interview. Yeah. 
Oh man, this is this is that I loved at WonderCon. I don't know if you guys were were around for this one, but like there was a moment between two tables in the press room where um where where Raul was kind of debating on uh what what Blaine and Robbie's ship name would be, and then uh, David started shouting ideas at him from the next table over. <laughs> really great, and it was like Blobby or <laughs> or Rain or something like that. I don't know what the ship name name is. I'm I'm good with Blobby. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Blobby is silly enough to work. I, I was about to say it's just like it sounds like I don't even know what the hell it sounds like. It. Doesn't sound good, but anyway. <laughs> uh, so I, I don't think a lot of shipper names sound good. Period. It's like it's like what I would call like an aunt, like my Tia Blavi. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but uh, but yeah, uh, I guess really the only other piece of news we have besides the awesome behind the scenes stuff, which we were just talking about, uh, is just. Um, it was hinted at at San Diego Comic-Con that uh, it was going to be probably a 13-episode season, but it's now been officially confirmed that season three will be 13 episodes. Uh, so not really a big surprise here, not any kind of major news. And, I mean, we saw how well they handled the 13-episode structure with uh, season one. So I'm sure season three will be just as great as the previous two seasons with that, with how they plan out the story. But uh, I don't know, guys. Surprised, happy, disappointed at all with the with that news? Or I'm kind of disappointed because it's less episodes, but at the same time, it means the episodes are going to be a little more story dense. Mm-hmm. So we're not going to have as many one-off episodes as we did with uh, season two, because season two was 19 episodes? Yep, 19. Mm -hmm. 19? And so they had a little more room to just mess around and have fun. And this season's more of... Seems like there's more of a central focus, with some goofiness thrown in, obviously, but not as much as, say, season two. Yeah. No, I I agree. I I do wonder, because as much as I love season two, I I mean, one of my favorite seasons of TV easily last year um but it it did have a lot of story like a lot of like like you had mr boss but then you had Mm -hmm. uh max rager and then you had you know you know major being the the chaos and then you had clive and uh bazio's room like you had a lot like a lot going on and and i think it all came together pretty satisfyingly for myself but there were definitely points during the season i wrote about in my reviews on tv overmind where i was like yeah i was like they're juggling a lot of balls here and like it it sometimes isn't working as seamlessly as i would hope um so maybe they can streamline it a little better with 13 yeah i agree i think like while i'll always love more episodes um yeah i think like a condensed story will be pretty intense kind of um for a longer period like i think they'll be able to tell some some really good stuff if game of thrones can tell a good story in 10 episodes yeah i think we're good exactly it like forces you to be like i think like really strategic with what's in each episode 
So. And I think I think iZombie is, in my opinion, I think it's better without filler. Like I don't need mm-hmm. a throwaway episode. You know, as fun as it is, as wonderful as it is to see Rose take on another personality, because like it's always so entertaining. It's not necessarily needed, so I'm I'm okay with them removing the uh, onions and pickles from my burger. <laughs> nice. <laughs> uh, now I'm just I'm even a, hungrier. I was about to say, yeah. <laughs> I haven't it's, had a chance to eat dinner yet, so. Oh man, I, well, at least it's still like at least it's still somewhat like reasonable for you to eat though, Sean. It's like it's midnight on the East Coast, and I'm like. No, can't can't eat something right before I'm going to bed. But <laughs> but now now all I want is a burger. Um, <laughs> I got pizza. Uh, send some over. Send some over. <laughs> um, I wish. Yeah, right. Want <laughs> uh, to top that off with some brains, maybe? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, why not? You know, depends depends on the brains. Depends on the brains. Ah, uh, okay, all right. <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah. Uh, so that's gonna do it for the news portion. Uh, of this episode, guys, we're going to now move into kind of a new segment we're doing. Uh, we're doing two, starting two new segments this week. Um, the first is just it's going to be character predictions. So this is uh, we're going to focus on one character every week uh, until we run out of characters uh, <laughs> um, uh, before season three, and what we think, uh, what we think, and maybe what we hope uh, is going to happen uh, to them. Uh, and with them in season three, um, so we've we've talked a little bit about some of this stuff in our first two episodes, but this will be you know specifically character focused. So obviously, uh, with Liv Moore being the main character of the series, we're going to start off with her. Um, and so, Sean, uh, I just want to hear from you first. Uh, what are your predictions for Liv? Maybe some of your hopes as well. But what do you think's in store for her for uh, season three? Some really awesome butt kicking. <laughs> of any kind, really. Because seeing her either as the superhero or the soldier and just kicking butt were some of my favorite moments. Yeah. Mainly because it's reminiscent of one of her previous roles that everyone knows that I love. Uh, back, way back in, what was it, 2010? I want to say. Power Rangers. Exactly. <laughs> I think two, it was 2010. Is 2010 way, way back now? Oh, that makes me feel old. Um, <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> half a decade ago. I don't remember I Power RPM's exact year. Because there's some math I have to do, and I'm not going to do it right now. No problem. <laughs> it was, seemed, no, it was seven years ago, so like 2009, 2010. Okay. My brain just decided to do the math anyways. Thanks. <laughs> uh, but yeah, definitely some butt kicking coming from her. Not necessarily her getting her butt kicked. Because I don't like that. I would rather see her be just an overall BA, you know? Yeah. Without using the expletives here. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. Awesome. Um, Katrina, what about you? What do you think? Uh, what do you think we're going to see from Liv in season three? I think that because the events of this season are so surmounting, like even leading right into the season, I think it's going to be really cool to see Liv take on 
the role of a leader um, more mm. so than she has already because she she kind of has to be like the mastermind between the very she has like very different social circles that are now closing in on each other and so she's gonna have her own little Scooby Scooby gang pretty soon at least from what I'm seeing. <laughs> No, like she, she'll she'll have her reluctant like ally in, in someone like Blaine, you know, and um, so I think that we're going to see Liv really take a leadership kind of hero role, and and just like Blaze said, I I think we're going to see her uh, kick some butt uh, a lot more this season. Definitely, I I really like how you said that about her being a leader because she's kind of been. I'd say a little reluctant in that role the past two seasons where Mm -hmm. it's, you know, she wants to keep things from everybody, kind of keep everyone out of trouble and do everything on her own. But now, like we've been told, it's kind of like the Scooby-Doo gang now. Seeing her kind of take charge in that role is definitely going to be interesting. I I think she's going to step up, um, like you said. But, yeah, uh, I think it's gonna be it's gonna be really cool to see what she does when she's kind of kind of put in that role because I really think that something's gonna happen where she's gonna have to lead the team again. So, yeah, mm. very cool, very cool. Blaze, how about you, man? Um, I'm sort of I'm ready for uh, Liv to sort of like walk on the dark side a little bit. Um, mm. I'm ready to see her sort of like explore the uh, the whole zombie underground that's going to be coming up, you know, just like the whole community, and I'm definitely hoping to see her, uh, you know, like, test out what the, what it would be like to, to live that life, like, zombie life full-time, and sort of, like, let go of, I guess, like, your humanity, or, like, being human, whatever you want to call it. Um, so I think that's going to be a lot of fun, and, like, I'm excited for her to have a pretty tough conflict. Not for sure. I, I agree. I think that's the thing with this season, um, you know, with them introducing these zombies, is it, it brings in that temptation that Liv's never really had before. Mm -hmm. Not Um, exactly. Especially because, I mean, they're not... At least to our, at least to our knowledge, they're not killing kids like Blaine was in the first season because, like, that was Liv's first introduction to other zombies was Blaine, and then she finds out, uh, dear, you know, he's taking these homeless kids and killing them and selling mm-hmm. their brains, you know. So, uh, so yeah, no, I agree. It, it will be interesting, especially when we find out more about uh, Fillmore Graves and what they're about. Um, mm-hmm. nah, I agree. Um, yeah, no, I mean, and I really kind of agree with what everyone was saying. Um, I, I I think Liv's going to be tempted, and 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 for me, this this is more less of a prediction, I guess, and more of a hope. So, yeah, going off of what everyone was saying, Liv, you know, is kind of being introduced in a way to this new zombie-like family, this kind of new zombie family. I think it'd be really interest uh, interesting to see, you know, the reintroduction of her. Um, of her real family, you know, her, her mom and her brother who she's, you know, really been cut off from since the end of season one. Um, and I think that would be 
really interesting. I mean, that falls into more of a hope than a prediction. Uh, but I, I'd really like to see if maybe even they could bring something out in her humanity-wise that maybe even you know Major and Peyton and Ravi can't. Um, I, I don't know. I, I mean, I feel like that has to be a little more earned. Like that would have to be over the course of a couple episodes. They couldn't just show back up in the finale or something. Um, but uh, but yeah, I, that's that's something I'd really like to see for her. And I don't know. Lives lives always at her best when uh, when she's conflicted. Yeah. Well, not always at her best, but she's always like I think the most compelling um, when she has to make these tough choices. So. I think she's going to have to do a lot of that in season three, and I think it's going to be some really just awesome drama. Uh, yeah, I definitely agree with that. I think it'll be fun. Yeah. That'd be uh, really interesting if they brought back the family, like, out of nowhere. Um, but, yeah, no, I think it would be, like, an emotionally we, driven... Definitely. Like, and plot we, and we still have to play in nicely. And we still have to meet her dad at some point too. I mean, yeah, I, I know they they haven't said that that's you know on tap for the season. I know we're going to learn more about Clive, but I think meeting Liv's dad sooner rather than later is pretty important for mm-hmm. her character. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but uh, but yeah, I mean, uh, that's going to do it for uh, you know character predictions for this week, guys. Uh, you know, like I said, we'll be doing it every every episode. Um, so next episode we'll probably be doing Ravi is my guess. Uh, yeah. And, um, so make sure, you know, when you're listening to this tweet at us with your own predictions, see, and what you're hoping for and what you think is going to happen, uh, to live in season three. Cause we want to hear them just tweet us at iZombie radio. Um, and now it is our final segment, but also another new segment here. And, this is going to be your iZombie rewatch and review. Uh, so during the hiatus, because we can't have enough of iZombie in our lives, and we hope you guys are the same way, we're going to be rewatching uh, the first two seasons of the show in preparation for season three and uh, sharing our thoughts kind of on these episodes as we rewatch them and, uh, you know, talking primarily about the episodes themselves, but then maybe how something, you know, some of these moments could play into the new season as well. So, you know, if you're just getting into iZombie and, you know, or if you have a friend who's just getting into iZombie and, you know, he's like, hey, I want to listen to people talk about it, you can uh, send them to this part of the show to listen to it or, you know, uh, rewatch along with us because, uh, again, love to hear your guys' thoughts. Uh, so for this week, we just rewatched the pilot um, and, uh, I'd love to hear, uh, Blaze, your thoughts kind of on the on the pilot as a whole. Like, I mean, kind of going off of when you first watched it over, yeesh, wow, almost a, pretty much a year and a half ago, and now compared to when you first watched it to now you rewatching it, just kind of your overall thoughts on the episode and, and your kind of first impressions of, of the show as a whole. Jeez. Um... Yeah, no, big question, big question. <laughs> All right. Um... When I first, I guess, all right. When I first start, when I first watched the show, when I like initially watched the pilot, I was like, I just thought it was like really cool. Um, I thought it was the most like fun modern way to cover a supernatural genre. 
without making it too like drama y but also not making it too comedy, you know? Um mm-hmm. I thought it just had like a really great balance in its first episode and that it was like really interesting uh how they set everything up. So I thought it was a lot of fun. And then I had like it it was more enjoyable the second time, obviously, just because it's like fun. It was for me. It was the first time I went back to check it out at all. Mm-hmm. So like, it was just so much more fun because knowing how far everybody comes, all the characters, mm-hmm. how much they grow, and just like, you know, how in that first episode, it's like none of them, like that's when like none of them know what's going on. Basically, mm-hmm. yeah. and, like nobody knows what's up, so it's all like new to them too, and it's like funny to go back and see that. Um, but I thought it was good. I thought it was like cool how I really like you know how they set up uh, just everything with Blaine in that first episode. Obviously, like him being like the source, and you know that obviously you get you know after she initially gets. Uh, turns into a zombie that's when uh, she begins to like start doing the police stuff and then it's like a little down the road that uh, Blaine sort of like comes back into it I guess and he's yeah. like really revealed as like okay yeah she just she has the, the vision of him at the end of the episode yeah and that's and that's kind of really it uh, mm-hmm. for the most part I think he's got like a little scene in the beginning we see him at the boat party but uh no exactly but just like knowing kind of like what they set up mm-hmm. it's like I don't know it's more enjoyable and like just fun now that I know so Def- no, definitely um Sean Katrina you guys want to uh chime in as well feel free with just you know I guess overall thoughts or if there's anything uh, specific that either of you guys wanted to discuss from from the pilot. Well, it um, at first oh, made on. me Sorry. want to uh, stray away from energy drinks for a little while. <laughs> oh yeah. Main just didn't want to go down that road. So, <laughs> what were you gonna say, Katrina? Sorry for interrupting you or whatever. If you interrupted me, I, I interrupted I just you. Like Who knows? Seeing... Oh, no, I just, like, uh, I know I'm all focused on Liv this episode, but I just like seeing how much she's changed, um, just as a person, like, this, this life-shaking thing, uh, happened to her, and, like, now it's, it's really kind of turned her into this, like, greater version of herself, I think, even though she's, like, half dead, you know, but everybody has their problems, right? (laughs) Yeah, definitely. (laughs) <laughs> no, Katrina, which what you hit on, I think, is kind of what what really kind of captured me when I first watched the pilot, and then also with rewatching it, um, is this idea of you know, live. It kind of doesn't really, you know, she only starts becoming alive again in the pilot when she's doing the police work, and she only starts kind of finding her renewed purpose there. Um, and, uh, and I don't know, to, to me, I mean, the, the pilot's just kind of the, it's the beginning of it, but, and particularly the first season of iZombie, um, the way I always saw it too, is like, you know, the show's a fun, you know, comic book, supernatural sci-fi type show, 
but uh, it's it's really a show about depression in a lot of ways, is is how I've always kind of looked at it. Which is, and I, you you even see it, I think, in the in the pilot because I I remember the standout moments to me are, you know, it's 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 near the end when you see Liv kind of rising above it uh, and and showing up at the haunted house uh, with her mom and and with Peyton and everybody uh, and and kind of choosing to live life again um even now that she's undead and i think that's really like what the whole show is about again specifically through season one is just about this person you know this this woman kind of rediscovering life and 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 trying to you know uh you know deal with this with this condition that she didn't choose that she didn't want but you know she's trying to live better uh through it and uh, I don't know, that always just kind of really struck a chord with me and from the very first episode on. Um, and rewatching it again, I was just like, you kind of see it, see the seeds planted, and I think it's explored more and and even better in future episodes. But that's always what stands out to me when I rewatch the pilot. That and Clive's very, very odd turtlenecks. Uh, but <laughs> Oh, come on, you gotta love the turtlenecks. <laughs> I just I just like how they go away after like three three episodes into the season. I think I don't know if it was Malcolm's choice or the costume designer it was just like mm, we're gonna we're gonna switch you up to the classic shirt and tie, man. But uh... <laughs> or they just ran out of turtlenecks. Yeah, they only have three. Yeah, you right. Can't use them ever again. Mm, <laughs> let's use them now. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, but uh. But yeah, I don't know. That's that's kind of how I view the show in the bigger scope, and uh, that's kind of why the pilot struck a chord with me, and and, and still does. Um, and also, just the what I really admire about it too is just the way that Rob Thomas and uh, and Diane Ruger are right that they just they set this world up and they set it up quick and fast. But you know what? Like you kind of just go with it. Like within the first like. Five to ten minutes, Ravi knows lives a zombie, he's fully on board, then she starts working with the police, and you can kind of just go with it that Clive doesn't really care, and and you're just kind of in this world, and from that end of that first episode, it's just, bam, like, you know what you're getting, and uh, I think it's really impressive, because this show, I remember reading the concept for it, and I was like, how the hell are they going to put this on screen? And, uh, yeah. and and make it believable, and they're able to do it really well in 42 minutes. And uh, yeah, I don't know. That's what's always impressed me about this pilot as well. Well, yeah, they had to set up the basic skeleton structure of the mm-hmm. entire universe, basically, and that's where I felt that they succeeded in as well. And as episodes go on, they start adding a few more pillars here and there, and some details here and there to sort of color in the black and white, you know, sort of coloring book style world that they've sort of created to put it in coloring book terms. (laughs) In terms we all can understand. Um. (laughs) Because I'm looking at a coloring book page on my wall right now that my girlfriend colored in for me. It's a Captain America. Uh, Can't be, you can't. You can't be Captain America. You can't be Captain America. I have a oh. giant Avengers coloring book just chilling. So that's awesome. Birthday um, presents, man. 
coloring books. Listen, I could talk about the Avengers all day, but that is unfortunately not this podcast. It's all right. I almost mentioned a podcast, different (laughs) network. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I almost I almost mentioned something from uh, from Supernatural uh, when we were discussing uh, the kind of cast encounters earlier. I was going to talk about something Jared and Jensen did, and I kind of was like. Uh, that'd be a little off topic. Um, <laughs> I threw in a Game of Thrones reference, man. Yeah. Oh, Game of, Game of Thrones references are good. Oh, and plus, Clive's a big Game of Thrones fan. We don't find that out in the pilot, but I'm pretty uh, sure Ravi yeah. is too, because it's Ravi. Of course, yeah. Um, and I think that's what's kind of really remarkable too about this pilot. It's just like how quickly we get, you know, we get the characters like. You know, uh, we get we get who live and Ravi, um, and even Major uh, to an extent too. I mean, Cl- Clive, I feel like he gets more defined in season two. Um, uh, you know, in the first episode, he's just kind of the cop. But uh, but just how like these characters just have personalities and that's uh, like these bright, vibrant ones, and you kind of know who they are just after a couple scenes. You're like, okay, yeah, I know what this character would do in this situation, and what this character would do here, and um, it's just a damn good pilot. I mean, I still remember watching it for my initial review, and I think I gave it, like, we were on a 10-star system then. I gave it 8 eight out of 10, because I was just like, yeah, this this did what it really needed to do, and it did it really well. And re-watching it again, I mean, yeah, there's there's little stuff. There's a little too much voiceover, um, but, uh, and things like that, but, uh, it's just really good. Yeah. Um, does anybody else want to say anything else about the pilot? I feel like I dominated this whole conversation. Uh, <laughs> um, is there any anything else any, anybody wants to talk about specifically about the first episode? Or it just it makes me so sad to see the the, the pleasant um, simplicity of everyone's relationships uh, <laughs> about what's about to happen. Like it's not as like. It's not like Game of Thrones level sad where you see the Starks and it's like, you Starks sure are hard to kill or something like that. And you're like, no, no, that is a lie. So, yeah, I don't know. I, I Now it's just, it's interesting to see how everyone's changed so much. But outside of that, I'm excited to rewatch episode two. For sure, for sure. Uh, and actually, no, that, that brings up one thing I, I, I wanted to add too and that I noticed rewatching it was like, also how like, subtle in the first episode Liv's kind of changes are like I think uh, they do like a real kind of like I guess they didn't maybe want to like go like too far with the audience in the first episode but even compared to like you know episode two which I believe I mean I haven't rewatched it yet obviously because we're not talking about the it's like the one where she's like the romantic painter guy and that one's kind of a more funny comedic character that Rose gets to play it's like it's kind of really subtle how they introduce like she's like the kleptomaniac and is grabbing at stuff and, and, and kind of everything. And, uh, yeah, it's just cool to see, like you're saying, Katrina, not only the relationship, how the relationships develop, but just how, like, different techniques of the show developed as well. But there was always that blueprint there. Um, yeah, absolutely. But, uh, all right then. Well, uh, that will do it for, uh, episode three, I guess, or, this is actually going to be what episode one of season one, Sean, or whatever the title is going to be for this. I will yeah. figure that out when I get there. Yeah, no, no, that's 
that's a bit away for right now. I know. Huh? I, I know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that that will do it for this uh, this week's installment of iZombie Radio, guys. Uh, thank you all for listening. Um, Sean, why don't you tell the good people where they can find you again? Okay, you can find me mostly anywhere on the internet under Snarky Sean. Uh, I have another podcast, the Geekishly Toku podcast. We just released uh, an episode fairly recently wrapping up uh, another convention that I went to. Power Rangers related, obviously. Um, Just keeping it within context there. Um, One of her co-stars, one of uh, Rose's co-stars from that season, actually had the Funko doll or the Funko figure on his table and it's like she's there in spirit so I thought I should throw that one out there the Power um, Rangers or the iZombie one the well they don't have one for the Power Rangers one that they only have the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers Funkos gotcha. they don't have any other seasons because that's o- the only one people care about apparently um, <laughs> but they have they had the uh, live more Funko and I, it was it was pretty awesome. <laughs> it, speaking as someone who spent too much money buying one, but is still really happy he has one, it is pretty awesome. It's 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 upstairs in my room right now, and it's a really awesome phone call. <laughs> I get paid tomorrow or today or you know Thursday, whenever yeah. whatever day I get paid. <laughs> so I need to go searching for that because I need to start getting that, getting yeah. on that. Um, but you can also find me on the Marvel Report as the new pop culture editor. I'm one of two of the pop culture editors. I deal Ooh. specifically with gaming, collectibles, and animation. So, yeah, I, that's a new thing in my life. And if you see me out on the street, throw something at me. I'll probably catch it. <laughs> Honestly, I'm pretty sure none of you... Will run into me in real life. Oh man, uh, K- Katrina, tell uh, tell everyone where they can find you. I'm still outside. Yeah. I was not expecting that. That was good. Thank you. I'll be here for the rest of my life. Uh, okay, so go ahead, Katrina. Sorry. You get you get, you guys can find me anywhere on the internet if you search for O H C A T R I N A. I contribute columns over at starwars.com you can find me writing about iZombie and my other favorite fandoms on Blaster Fangirls and you can find me here on the DC TV Podcast Network with these guys every week <laughs> awesome and Blaze tell the good people where they can find you um, so obviously we got DC TV iZombie um, I'm writing for the Marvel Report I'm writing for TVOverminds.com. Um, yeah, and you can uh, you can find me on Twitter at Blaze Hopkins. Awesome. Um, and then you guys can find me on Twitter at CKingER13, CKinger13. Uh, and then you can also find my writing on TVOverminds.com. Uh, contribute to the Marvel Report as well. And uh, yeah, please be sure to be following us on twitter at izombie radio and please be following uh the dv dvt dear god i need to go to bed yeah the, uh, <laughs> the uh the dc tv podcast twitter as well the the whole network uh you got the flash podcast you got supergirl radio you got the dc films pod- like you got so many awesome podcasts there 
Um, check them all out. Make sure you support them. They're all our friends as well. Um, so that's going to wrap it up for this week, guys. Thanks for listening, and uh, we'll see you next time.